Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There is victory available to you, no matter what you're dealing with, how long it's been that way, how hard it may have been. Don't give up. Don't quit. Uh, and don't blame God. <laughs> That's one of the biggest mistakes you can make. God's not your problem. He's your answer. He never has been your problem. It's a very, uh, actually ignorant and foolish thing to be mad and put out with God. That shows you don't know what's going on. You don't understand how things work. God's not your problem. Go ahead, say it out loud, class God. Is not my problem. Has never been my problem. He's my answer. My total answer. The reason that this has happened with people many times, there, there are a lot of people. They quit going to church, quit praying, quit reading their Bible. They're mad at God. A lot of them wouldn't come right out and say it. They wouldn't say, well, I'm not mad at God, but they, they feel uh, like their feelings are hurt against him. They, they feel like he didn't hear them. He, did, he wasn't there for them uh, when they needed him and on and on. And this just shows serious immaturity and lack of understanding. I assure you, when you find out the truth, you'll be embarrassed that you acted that way against God. When you find out the truth, you'll go, oh, my Lord. He was more merciful than I would have asked him to be. He was more gracious than I would have expected him to be. God is a good God. He is. He's a faithful God, gracious God, kind, merciful, so merciful and gracious. And if, if it seems to you that he's not, there's something wrong with how you're seeming and how you're thinking and how you're looking, but not him. Not him. There's an enemy. You've got to remember this. There's a devil. There's an enemy. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't attribute everything to God. There are things the enemy is doing. And the problems are between him and you and other people. That's where the problems are. But God's your answer. Go ahead and say it out loud. God no. is my answer. My, answer. my, total, answer. my total answer. Always. Always. My good answer. Hallelujah. And Father, we, we ask for that today. You know exactly what we need to change, what we need to stop, what we need to start, what we need to say, receive, correct. We ask for it today in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it. Amen. Look with me, please, again in Acts 28. Uh, in our study of uh, faith for healing, we're now into the book of Acts. 
having gone through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we looked at 20 cases there, and we're actually into our fifth case in the book of Acts, which is the healing of Publius' father. And it happened here in Acts 28, they had been uh, shipwrecked on this island that is called uh, Melita in the King James. It's the island of Malta, and it's still there today. It's a little, little bitty island off the coast, southern coast of, of Italy. And it says, verse 1, I'm reading the complete Jewish Bible, says, After our escape, talking about from the shipwreck, from the sea, we learn the island was called Malta. Its people, King James says, barbarous people, showed extraordinary kindness. It was cold. It had started to rain. So they lit a bonfire and welcomed us all. Don't you like that phrase? They welcomed all of us. Now you've got to remember, this is probably a pretty rough crew of sailors and a bunch of prisoners. And Paul wasn't a bad man, but you can't assume all those prisoners were, had been great people. The, there's a reason why most of them are, are in chains. And so in spite of that, they received them all, welcomed us all with kindness and Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and was adding them to the fire when a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, fastened itself to his hand. Put yourself in Paul's shoes. You've been in a ship that's tossed and turned and the wind has blown so loud for the last two weeks you can't hear anybody or hear anything. Salt spray in your face every time you moved. Everybody thinking they're going to die just the next hour. And finally, you, you hear from God, uh, the ship breaks up. Now, that's, that's a traumatic event, <laughs> right? The ship breaks apart. You jump into the ocean in a typhoon. That's oftentimes, that's the end of folks, right? You jump into a giant wave is rising to meet you, 30-foot wave. And you grab a board and go, okay. <laughs> you make it to the island. Praise God. Hallelujah. You get there and you're standing by the fire. And maybe for just a minute, I mean, for, for, for once in weeks, you're not doing this. You know, you're not moving. Over. You're actually standing still. Starting to warm up a little bit. Dry out. Praise God. Boom. Huh? Whoa. What? And this viper is hanging off your hand. <laughs> I don't think Paul planned on that. <laughs> what do you think? I don't think that. And we have no reason to think that the Lord said anything to him about it. Poisonous viper. And then he sees all the natives of the, uh, the island around him going, Oh, no. <laughs> And he, he sees it in their eyes. This is a bad one, isn't it? Yeah. So he, he, he shakes it off back into the fire and sets down. And all of the island, islanders around him are talking to each other. And, you know, maybe they're speaking in a language that they don't understand. So they can say whatever they want to. And they said, 
Yeah, this was, was a bad guy. What do you mean? I mean, he thought he was getting away. He got out of the, the storm. But Justicia, the goddess of judgment, not going to put up with that. He's probably a murderer, maybe a mass murderer, killer. And so see that? Justice will get you. Now, uh, we, we saw already in the book of Acts, they've got God and goddess temples on every corner. And when it says justice didn't suffer him to live, they're talking about a goddess, Justicia. And actually, apparently, our Lady Justice that's on most of our uh, courthouses and courtrooms, you know, the, the Lady Justice with the blindfold on, with the parabalances in her hand, apparently that's who this is. And the more you study some of these things, we've got these God and goddess statues all over our country. They're all over the place. And people act like there's, you know, well, that's just cool. It's, you know, it's not cool. It's not. <laughs> okay. Because it's not acknowledging God. This is, this is an entity that they would offer sacrifices to and, and they would pray to this goddess for justice. This is the goddess of justice. So that's what they believe in. And they're saying, oh, Justicia got him. <laughs> she got him. Why? He, he got to be a bad guy. And so they're all thinking, yep, Justicia got him. And, and uh, because this is just too odd. The guy just escaped death, <laughs> right? And I mean, moments after escaping the shipwreck, the snake got him. So they sit back and watch because they've seen this. They live here, you know. They, they know this snake. He's a bad one, you know. And so they keep watching for him to swell up or suddenly just fall down dead. And he doesn't swell. And he doesn't swell and he doesn't swell and he doesn't fall over and he keeps going. And now it's twice as long as it should have been. He should be dead by now. And so then the talking starts up again. What do you think? Have <laughs> you seen anybody live this long after getting bit by the viper? And somebody said, he's a god. He's a god. <laughs> and somebody goes through the crowd. He's a god. He's a god. Now, the scripture said that Paul did what? Can you look at the text there again? Paul gathered a bundle of sticks, verse 3. He put them on the fire. And there came a viper out of the fire. So uh, apparently just as he's putting the sticks on the fire, the snake comes right out. Well, he's, he's right there close where the snake can get him. And sinks his fangs down into his hand. And the, thing, the whole snake's hanging off of his hand. So he's injected, right, with a full load of poison, venom. He's, he's, he's fully injected with that fangs of that snake. And, uh, and, and Paul said, I can't believe this. I can't. I can't. Oh, God. What? Huh? God? No, he didn't. 
Now, this big lesson we should learn from this. I have seen over and over again when something bad unexpectedly happens. You see people just freak out. Believers. And you see them go into this, why? Why, why, why? I'm a child of God. I'm a faith person. This is not supposed to happen to me. Well, it's a little bit late for that. It just happened. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I'm telling you, that's a trick of the enemy. Because what people get into, they don't realize what they're doing, but, but immediately they get into God. And just in the, in the phrase, God is an accusation. Where are you? Why didn't you warn me about this? Why didn't you protect me from this? Why, why, why? This is serious unbelief. Because it is questioning the character of God. Even if you don't say it, there's an implication. You should have kept me from this. You should have spared. You're going to tell him he missed it? You're going to tell him he should have been watching closer? You're going to tell him? Can you see what arrogance this is? What ignorance this is? And you said people will just go ballistic. When something bad, traumatic, unexpected, boom, and, and they'll, just, they'll just start going off and, and, and start crying and start feeling sorry for themselves and go, a typhoon is not enough. <laughs> huh? I've been in chains for months. I've been eating prison food. I've been, I've been on this ship. Nobody had listened to me. And now this? Do you hear that phrase? And now this. And now this. When a traumatic, bad, unexpected things thing happens, one of two things will happen to you as a child of God. It'll either shake you up or you will shake it off. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that was worth you coming to class for, right? Is that right? right? Right there today. I said, it will shake you up. Which means your faith will be shaken. Do you remember that uh, uh, Jesus told Peter, he said, Satan has desired to, to have you, that he may sift you like wheat. Well, that's shaking. Shake you. Well, what, what, what sift you as wheat? But he, he goes on to say, but I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. So what would be the purpose of the enemy trying to shake and sift him to separate him from his faith? Come on, can you see that? To separate him from his faith. To get him scared, mad, hurt, uh, so confused, whatever, that he, he quits believing. He quits believing, and so he's separated from his faith. He was shaken to the point he was separated from his faith. And 
It, it, it happened in the beginning. You remember when Peter was out there and, and he was scared and they said, uh, you're one of them. And he said, uh-uh. No, I'm not. What, what's happening? He's, he's letting his faith get away from him. Oh, but praise God for it was over with. He, he got a hold of it again. He recovered. And that's what the Lord said. You know, when, when you are converted, you know, help your, your brethren to recover. And, and on the day of Pentecost, he's back. Is that right? Peter's back. Full faith. But that's what the enemy is always trying to do. But God, we've already talked about this, previous, uh, this previously this week, that God can take even what the enemy meant for death and destruction, and he can stop it, neutralize it, and bring something good out of it. Turn the thing around. Not that the devil meant for any good to come out of it, but that's just how, how much bigger God is. And you see that with the whole situation. We see that somebody's about to get healed. And then a lot of somebodies are about to get healed. And then a whole island practically is going to come to the Lord. And in all likelihood, a church built on an island they never should have been at. Come on, can you see this? That if, if they listened to God to start with, they'd never been in the storm, so they'd never got stuck on the island, and, and et cetera, et cetera. This is the same thing. When that snake bit Paul, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. And it was surprising and alarming. But his response to it is a total faith response. What did he do with it? Help me, help me out, class. What, what did he do? Yeah, but this is, this is death. <laughs> this is death incarnate. This is venom. Large amounts of toxin are now flowing in your bloodstream. I'm talking about uh, respiratory system constricting, choking, heart shutting down, venom, poison, big load of it. And he acts like it ain't no thing. Come on, can you see it, class? He, he, he shook it off and just, he, he, didn't, he didn't scream, oh, y'all got to pray for me. Oh, oh, God, you know, where's the ER? There ain't no ER. Where, where, anybody got any antidote? They're like, what's that? Got to remember where he is, when this is. No reason. You know, the scripture said that Jesus through death, destroyed him that had the power of death so that he might deliver those who all their lifetime were subject to bondage through the fear of death. When you're delivered from the fear of death, it makes you a different person. Huh? Because, you know, what's Paul thinking? You know the thought hit his mind. You're a dead man, <laughs> right? Look how the natives are whispering. They're going, oh, no, that's the bad one. <laughs> well, what if you do die right here by the, by the campfire? I'm saved. Huh? Just means I don't have to fool with this bunch anymore. I'm, right? I'm, I'm done with all this. I'm done with shipwrecks and snake bites. And it'd be nice to be done with it. 
You're not trying to die, but you're not afraid to die. But you've already heard a couple of nights before from the angel of God. Is that right? The messenger of God. You must be brought before Caesar. He said, Paul, you've got to get there. So he can stand on that word, can he? He can stand on that word. I, I can't die out here in this uh, typhoon because the Lord said, I'm going to make that appointment. So I can't die out here with this. I can't die in, in the shipwreck, the ship breaking up and cracking up. I can't die swimming to shore. And so I can't die from a snake bite. I have an appointment. I, I have to. See, the Lord told him, him this when he got saved on the road to Damascus. He said, uh, you're going to bear my name before the kings and Gentiles. And I'll show you what great things you must suffer for my name's sake. And so Paul knows this, this is not fun, this is challenging, but I'm on the right track, right? I am on the path, I'm on, I've preached the gospel to uh, all these other folks, I have, I'm on my way to preach the gospel to Rome, the headquarters of the greatest empire in the world. On my way, the Lord told me I'd stand before kings and Gentiles and bear his name. And be a witness to him. So. I, is a snake bigger than God? Huh? Is a snake bite bigger than the plan of God? Do we need to think like this class? Do we need to keep in mind. What God has told us. And then just say well. This can't happen. Uh, this can't stop me. Because God told me. We'd have this. He told me we'd get here. So I don't care what's going on. This can't stop me. You know, this is how Abraham believed God uh, concerning the offering of his son Isaac. When God told him to, to take his son, his only son, and give him as an offering to him, the way Abraham got this settled in him, he had to go through some kind of process. First of all, the, the question is, God gave me this boy. How can it be that I'm supposed to sacrifice him? You know, but you can't get caught up in that. You've got to stay with what, what did he tell me to do? And then he remembered. The Lord had said, in Isaac will your seed be called. And he told, remember, he told him to begin with, look at the stars of the sky. Look at the sand on the sea. I'm, I'm going to give you this many descendants. And he said, they're going to come through Isaac. So that was his anchor. Come, come on, can you see that? That was his anchor to his faith and to his soul. Is that he, he concluded, and Hebrews 11 talks about this, he concluded, well, if we do sacrifice him, apparently God is going to raise him from the dead because he has to be the one that the seed comes through. He has to have children, he has to be married and have kids, and they have to have kids. It has to happen so he cannot die, and that be the end of this on this mountain here. Cannot happen. And so what happened is Abraham, as God's covenant partner and friend, God's covenant friend, proved he trusted God enough and loved God enough. He was willing to give him the most precious thing that they had his son, his one and only uh, son by promise, begotten son. And 
he went ahead and believed for the resurrection. Oh, does this sound familiar to anybody? What is this? This is covenant. They're in covenant. What is that doing? That gives God every legal right. Come on, can you see this? To give his only begotten son and to raise him up from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But uh, there's a difference between being delivered out of something or being delivered from something. And of course, our flesh always wants to be delivered from it. <laughs> we don't even get close to it, right? How, how close you want to be to the snake, to the viper? Yeah, keep the snake on the other side of the island. We, we don't want to see the snake, right? But that would not have gotten the attention of the head man of the island, Publius. Do you think he would have just automatically, the governor of the island, Publius, after this, invites Paul into his house, makes him a guest at his own house. Would that have happened without the miracle of him not dying from the snake bite? That'd be a big assumption. Come on, can you see what I'm saying? And so then if Publius' father hadn't have been healed, all the other people wouldn't have come and received healing. And you know that a crowd does not gather on the island and Paul not preach. <laughs> huh? Right? You know, I'm telling you. He's there for three months. Paul's there for three months and doesn't preach? Oh, no. He preaches. Right? Probably at least once or twice a week. He is there, and they're coming, and, and all of this is happening. Can you see God used this to turn their belief in gods and goddesses? Come on, can you see this? It shook them when Justicia didn't get him. And something bigger than Justicia is going on here. And they thought, well, maybe he's a god. They don't know what that means. And then they found out, no. He's got a God, <laughs> the only God. Come on, can you see what we're talking about? So I know when he got snake bit, he, he's, he's thinking, oh, Lord. <laughs> but what do you do? Don't let it separate you from your faith. Don't start asking a bunch of why, 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 why. Don't cry. Don't act like a baby. Don't fall apart. Don't let it shake you up. Shake it off. Yeah. Oh, somebody say shake it off. Shake, shake, it, off. shake it off. Just Just shake it off like it's nothing. And, and the end result, no harm, none came to him. Can God neutralize venom like it's not even there? Can, can, he, uh, can he cause a poison to just become harmless in your system? That's exactly what happened. And he'll do it in yours today. He'll do it in anybody's that will believe him. Somebody say, shake it off. Shake, just, just, just shake it off. Shake it off. And trust God. Don't let it bother you. Don't let it worry you. And quit asking all night and day, why? Yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? Yeah, but why? 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 You, you sound like a siren. Quit. <laughs> Hush. <laughs> Hush. Relax. And don't let it separate you from your faith. Say it out loud, I trust God. In life and in death, I trust you, Lord. 
That's it for today. Come back and see us for some more tomorrow in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 